true friendships, real friendships, you have to be real and yes. to be real, the good, the bad, you and have the ugly. to be vulnerable. Yeah. And you know what? It's so hard for all of us. We don't like being vulnerable because mm -hmm. we want to be strong and we want to be resilient. So I feel, and certainly through my life, I've learned to be really vulnerable. And you know what? It's okay. Yeah. And your friends will always be there regardless. Welcome to Aging with Grace, mostly disgracefully, with me, Grace Fodor. It's the show for women in midlife who are unapologetically neither over the hill nor invisible. Nobody puts baby in the corner. In each episode, Katie and I have honest and inspirational conversations that challenge the status quo and reframe outdated stereotypes. We're celebrating age, wearing it loudly and proudly, with real topics, fresh perspectives and total transparency. No subject is taboo. In episode four of Aging with Grace, mostly disgracefully, with me, Grace Fodor, we're talking friends and friendships, how they become more important as we age, but what happens when you outgrow them or they become toxic? Good evening, everybody. Here we are again, Aging with Grace. It's our weekly show. It's a chat show. It's not just Katie and I gossiping because it's a chat and a conversation with all of you. It's completely interactive. We've got all our moderators here. So you can send us messages. We'll take them, bring them onto the stage. We've got people calling in. So if you want to phone in, so please, please be part of this conversation. Um, and it is show number two, Aging with Grace, or dis disgracefully, as yes. we like to put it. <laughs> so today we're talking about friends and friendship. You know, the old Spice Girls, make it last forever, friendship never ends. But sometimes you do outgrow your friends. Mm -hmm. Horrible cases. And I've had loads of women say, you know, friendships have almost become a bit toxic. Yeah. Um, new friends, old friends. So it's all about friendships and how they're important yeah. and how they're even more important as we mature and age. Absolutely. So Exciting. let's talk friends okay. and friendship. Yes. And I was really thinking about it. And obviously I wrote those sort of two articles and I was thinking about this. My friends when I was younger were so important. They were my life mm -hmm. because I didn't have a life outside of my friendships. You know, I wasn't married, I didn't have kids, work, career. But as I've aged, life takes over. Absolutely. The balance between family, parents, grandparents, work, life, means you're much, much busier. Yeah. But what's really interesting is there's still a priority. And I think as I've aged and got more mature, those friendships are almost more important to me. They're deeper mm -hmm. to me now. And I think they really anchor me and my life. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it'd be interesting to know what, what you think on that. Well, I'm, I'm just going to start us off, really, um, in that way, that um, lockdown. 
How have you, have you found it harder during lockdown? Because you've got these very special friends that are very important to you. And as you've just said, more important than ever. Has lockdown affected that in any way? Yeah, for sure. I think um, University College of London did some research and they, the research showed that 22% of people felt their relationships, not that friendships, not that they were tested, but much more difficult yeah. to connect They sort of deteriorated. Um, And actually at a time when you probably needed them more. More. So we were more creative doing Zooms and with a glass of wine or, (laughs) you know, that one, let's go out for a walk, which was really important. You know, walk the dog, catch up with a friend. But definitely, definitely, I think the impact of, of that. And what's interesting is how it, I don't know, it's hard to explain. A kind, it's really hard to explain, but because you're quite in, you're on your own in your family unit and your bubble, you don't have access to as much or pretty much most of your friendship group. You do become more, not resilient, but a little bit more independent. Mm -hmm. And I I think you start questioning friends and friendships. And their place. Their place and their sort of, role but for me personally I missed because my friends anchor my whole life I I love my family all of that but my friendships are sort of you choose them don't you You know that wonderful phrase yeah the family that you choose they're the family that you choose and they anchor me and I feel quite protective over them Mm -hmm. so um, I really really missed connecting with my friends and I'm a people person so I need people around me and I need my friendships so I think for me, in a way, I'm a bit different um, in that I am a very independent person. Um, I always I always have been. I've got lovely. I've got an amazing bunch of friends. I'm not saying that in any way. But I think I always thought of myself as well as being quite an extrovert person and that I only recharge by being with people. Like you've just said, I'm a people person. And Absolutely. I talk nonstop when I'm with someone. Really? Never noticed that no, before? No, no. <laughs> but yeah, you have to shut me up. But I actually discovered during lockdown, I actually started questioning, am I an extrovert? Actually, do I need yeah. people? I'm, I'm actually, I'm really quite happy in this house. And, you know, I've got a lovely family. I've got a lovely house, got a lovely dog, take, take her for a walk. And I actually was questioning my friendships, not as in, are they good? But just like, you're... Katie, you're someone I don't recognise. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting. Yeah, it's so I do love my friends, but in a way, on the couple of times where, you know, like when, when all of a sudden we could have six people in the garden or something like that, everyone came round and we did talk about it, but I was, I'd like sit there and I'd be a bit, I've forgotten how to socialise. And I'm like, this is so weird. So yeah. like, I think... I know it's affected us all in different ways, but for me, it just made me question, am I the person that I always thought I was? Yeah, it's really interesting because the introvert-extrovert isn't you're outgoing or you're not. It is where you get your energy from. So if you're an introvert, you're happy in your own company and you get your energy from your own company. If you're an extrovert, and I, when I did my Myers-Briggs, I'm extreme extrovert in this one area. Right. And it means I get energy from people. Yeah. So you put me in a room with people, you put me among my friends, I love it, the buzz, the energy, I just love, love, love it. So when we came out of the sort of semi-lockdown, you could have six in the garden. Mm. First thing I did was organise friends, friends, let's do yeah. this, let's do that. And I'm known as 
the party organiser. I knew you were going to say that. I'm always the party person. Organising this. In fact, I organised a little thing in London and yeah. you came down I for did. it. So I couldn't wait to get out and be among my friends and people and... And, you know, even with my teenage girls, I love being with their, their mums and, you know, their, their friends. Their friends. Yeah. I love people. And, you know, that nature nurture, where does it come from? My mother's, my mother was Portuguese. You know, that Mediterranean, it's all about family. It's all about people. And I grew up with an open house, people coming through all the time. Mm -hmm. And funnily enough, all around food, because that's how they... That's, My kind of woman. That, she was amazing. So for me, I get real energy yeah. and a boost. So lockdown from that perspective was really hard for me. But, that, but you see what I mean? Like, because if you'd have asked me, end of 2019, I was the extrovert. I recharged by being with people. And yet now... I'm not so sure. I reach. I, I seem to have developed this skill now to recharge by myself. And actually, it's it's not a oh my god, I must see my friends because I need I need this buzz. I need. Mm. It's actually I just want to see my friends. And it's not. I mean, we've all gone through quite a few issues. My my closest bunch of friends. We've gone through quite a few issues during lockdown. Mm. And the first time we got together after this big lockdown, it was actually one's getting divorced. <laughs> No, seriously. I mean, I'm going to laugh now and I'm not I'm not being funny to any of my friends, but one's getting divorced. One's dad had just died and her daughter is with a partner that she really doesn't want her to be with. And oh, another sad. one's um, stepdaughter has has been taken away and is going back to live with her other parent. So literally it it was like a year's worth of emotions came out so I'm not going to say I felt energized but I think I just got you know you said how they're your bedrock and I think of it was mm. like for me and my friends it was we can finally release some of this that has been building up during all these months and we can finally talk to someone who's not going to judge me who's not going to think and anything of me be, I think like true friends are there in the good times yes. but they're really there in the bad Absolutely. times and I think you know when you get to the age that we are you know, life has its ups and its downs. It has its happy moments, but it has a lot of sad moments. It has grief. It has loss. It has sadness. You have divorce. You, you know, life, life is hard. Mm -hmm. So I think what happens is when you go through those times and yeah, you, your, your children are there to support you or your parents are there to support you or your partner or your husband, but you really turn to those friendships because I think women speak to women in a language that they yes. understand. Yeah. So you don't get that, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And it's like, he doesn't understand. There's no point even talking to him. I'll talk to a friend. But because you've been through those difficult or sad times, you really value that friendship. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think for me, they really anchor me. And my friends have helped me get through some really quite painful, devastating periods of, in my in my life. So I kind of sort of feel they matter more as you age because the relationship's much deeper. Yeah. There's a stronger, it's not as superficial and it's not as, where are we going out on Saturday night? Yes. And what am I going to wear? Am what I going to wear, wear this? And I'm going to wear that. Yeah. Saying that though, I still do a I little bit say, of that. I was going to say, we love that as well. <laughs> no one's saying we can't be that person as well. But what we're saying, and this was funny because one of my friends actually said at this meal where we all poured our heart out, um, she said, I'm really sorry I didn't call you more during this time. And I said, I'm not that person. I'm not that friend. I don't judge a friend by mm. how much they call me, Absolutely. how many times they text me. Do they respond straight away? 
for me, we're all living our lives. But what I know is at 3.30 in one morning, I'm locked out of my house or bawling my eyes out or whatever's happening. I could call any of them and they would come and get me and they would look after me. So it's not about, for me personally, my friendships isn't about how much we see each other. And, and it's about just having that reassurance to know that they're there when I absolutely need them. Yeah, I totally, it's almost, it's a security, isn't it? It's knowing that they are there yes. and, you know, not for everybody, but, you know, I've lost both of my parents. So my parents, you know, that was the place I went. So yeah. whatever went on in my life, that is where I went. That's where I felt the most safe. That's where I felt the most secure. That's where I felt I belonged. And that's where I felt unconditionally there were two people who had my back, whatever Always. happened. Yeah. And when they go, when that goes, you're like, well, who, who's, who's going to catch me when I fall? Who's going to catch me? And yeah. that's why I think friendships are so, so important. And mm. I wonder, sometimes I think, is it a gender thing? Because I wonder if like men, male relationships, whether they're more practical and whether they have that same dynamic. But for me, it's very, very reassuring to know exactly what you said. And mm. I've got a handful of friends yep. that I know at half past three in the morning, I'm lying on the street yeah. in tears going, <laughs> I can phone them yes. up and they will be there for me. Yeah. And that's, I don't know, it's, it's not belonging. It, it makes you feel safe. Yeah. And I think, you know, we all know that children like to feel that safety, but I think even as we grow up, there's, there's that element we still want to feel safe. We want yeah. someone who's got our back. We want someone who's going to catch us when we fall. So it's wonderful if you can have it. But can I just say... I didn't get that until my late 30s. I, really? I think, yeah, I think female friendships can be so toxic. They really can. And they can be so gossipy, so judgmental. Yeah. Um, I think if you find an absolutely brilliant friend from a young age, I think you've hit the jackpot. Because, I mean, we've both got teenage daughters and I don't know what your teenage daughters are like, but mine have very often got friendship issues mm. and it may not be major and it may not be devastating but when you are a teenage girl it is devastating because yeah. your friends are becoming the family that you choose they are the probably the people that you spend most time with mm. they are shaping your ideas and forming opinions and you're having these experiences you're probably getting drunk for the first time with them <laughs> you know you're having your first boyfriend no, not with them excuse me <laughs> you know you know what I mean so there's all these yeah. firsts there's all these life experiences and yet so often and this I, it, it makes me quite sad thinking about it because I went through it and now my daughter's going through it. There's the, the triangles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's two friends who are like really, really close and then they leave you out. And, and especially now with social media, they see that you're leaving them out. You don't. Yeah, it's hard. And that's heartbreaking. And I went through that. And now my daughters are going through that. And so I think if there's one thing I could change about female friendships, it mm. would be that to be easy just just be easy and if you're not really getting on with someone mm. then then just let them go and and they're all this coming and do, do you know what I mean I, I was always the third spoke on a wheel secondary school two friends and I was the third spoke yeah university two friends and I was the third spoke so um yeah it's 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 interesting because like when you're younger 
you become and we've all felt that and actually I don't think it's just age sometimes you can meet someone and you there is a connection a little bit like you and I mm-hmm. I mean the amount of times we've met there was definitely a connection sort of kindred spirits and that's happened in the past you're like wow this person really gets me yeah. you're connected you're bonded you might work together whatever it is and then over a period of time that friendship wanes Ooh. not through any fault of no. any individual but like any rela- relationship sometimes they continue the test of time and sometimes relationships you outgrow them yeah. so forget even it about it coming becoming toxic but you just outgrow you them change. or your life changes yeah. or you're in a life stage that's different to that person whatever it is so i think when you're younger you that really impacts you and you take it very very hardly it's very very upsetting and I used to feel sad that sense of loss and grief but I think what happens as you age you see more friendships absolutely sort of come and go and it is sad and there is a grieving process but you know what that's okay too so I've got friends I met through say my my daughter's school and in that period of that school period they were I saw them all the time yeah so you they sat were and your sat kids mates. together. Yeah. But then, you know, kids move on and they do different things or move away or whatever it is. And you just think those friendships were so intense. Yeah. They were so important. But they've they've dissipated. Yeah. And run their course. I think where exactly, and I think as you mature, it's not as painful. Yeah. If that makes sense. Absolutely. I think it's a normal part of of life. I mean, there's that again, there's an expression, isn't it? Friends for a reason. Friends for a season, friends for a lifetime. Yeah. So some people will be here just for a short period of time and it will be brilliant. Like I'm I'm thinking about now when, when I was going through my divorce, there was another girl that I worked with who was going through a divorce. So we were like this. Absolutely. So it's circumstance that brings you together. We brought together Absolutely. and we were able to go out partying Friday, Saturday nights when my other friends were all like married with children. And I'd be like, should we go out Friday? Yeah, brilliant. And we had a really intense, probably about nine to 12 months friendship and then I found a new partner she found a new partner and we sort of kept in touch for a bit and then it just went and it wasn't we fell out with each other it was like our lives had moved on we we were connected for that reason yeah and I think with that rather than feeling sadness because sometimes I go through old photos and I go oh I remember I wonder how she's getting on and actually I've been contacted through LinkedIn haven't spoken to her for years and years and years. My best school chum when I was 14 and we connected and here we are, you know, almost 55 connecting like 40 odd years later. And it was so nice to connect. So I think when you reminisce like that, or even if you reconnect, it doesn't mean we're going to be best buddies Mm. again, but it's a privilege. I think every friendship is a privilege, regardless of whether they've been friends, you've been friends with them for your whole life or just a short period. Yeah. And I think should be should be celebrated. celebrated. Exactly. But what I think's what I think's interesting, because I've, you know, my oldest, oldest friend I met when I was a year old. Mm. Right. So I've had a relationship with her longer than my own sister. Right. Her mum and my mum were best friends. And funnily enough, she lives 20 minutes down the road. Oh, really? And she is one of my closest, dearest friends. So it's that friendship has lasted 54 years. And we have had different lives and life's experiences and different stages. 
but we're so connected, not just through the period yeah, the history. and the memories and the history, because sometimes that's not enough yeah. to bring you together. It's, it's because we, sometimes you need new memories, yeah. don't you? Yeah, to you add to the old you ones. You can't the survive old... on what you did when you were Absolutely. 14 for the rest of your life. So we've always, and I think what's connected us is not just the memories, the history, almost the romanticism that we've known each other for that period of time. We're connected because we have very, very similar outlook. We have a very similar value system. Mm. Um, we're both, so it has stood yes. the test Yeah, that's time. different. You've, you've grown together, whereas quite often people grow up and then grow, grow, grow apart. apart. And I guess it's so. the same in lots of relationships yeah. or you know partnerships or marriages, you grow grow apart. But I think in that situation, how do you, if you've grown apart, if you recognise mm. friendship and you're growing apart, you're not spending the time together or you're texting, let's catch up, let's have a coffee and they're permanently busy and you feel you're putting it out there and it might be vice versa, but they're not really putting the time into the relationship. Mm. And you think we are growing apart or you don't feel they're there for you and that you know, maybe not as supported or... It's interesting to know what you do in that situation because I read an article about how do you let a friendship go? How do you say goodbye yeah. to a friendship and how do you let a friend go with grace? And the article I read was about how so many women, because they don't know how to communicate that, they don't want to deal with it. They so don't they want to, it's me, it's you speech. They don't, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it's never you, not it's me. me. It's always a bit of both yeah. and usually it's me. So... But this article was talking about women yeah. ghosting their friends. And I just thought, I wonder if that's a modern sort of concept, ghosting. Mm. And you don't associate ghosting with... Like just friends. friendships. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought, how sad is that? But how many of us could really go, should we meet for a coffee? And you finally get this friend that... that took, I mean, don't get me wrong, I've had difficult conversations with friends during the years but could I actually sit down and say, I'm breaking up with you, with one of my friends? I, I'm not sure I could. I know. I'm not, I'm not sure I could. So, But how do you do it? I don't know. I'm looking. I guess I've, I've never really had to do with it. With anyone that I've done, we've, we've sort of naturally, naturally. organically. Yeah, it's sort of like, well, you're not putting any effort in, so I'm not going to put any effort in. And then it's sort of gone like that. So it's not really ghosting. It's more organic. Organically, just, let's just drift yeah. apart. Maybe the sort of the ghosting is if if there's an issue that, you know, you're not happy and yeah. you're you're left thinking this relationship isn't working for me. I don't think it's working for you. Either we resolve it or we go our separate ways. And maybe it's, you know, the Dear John letter. Yeah. Maybe it's a Dear write Joanna it, letter. <laughs> Put it in writing. I'd, li I'd like to think if there was an actual issue with a friend, I would talk to them about it. Yeah, you know and I, mean? I think like real, true friendship, you're able, aren't yes. you, to yeah. communicate? You know, when you did that, that really hurt me. In fact, I've got a friend who, well, mo a lot of my friends are ex-teachers. So we've learned all about how we talk <laughs> and we encourage the children in the school to do it. And now we use it on each other. You know, when you did that, 
well, it made me feel a bit like, the, oh, really? Okay. So, yeah, it's all yes. the never you, always yes. I. Yes. It's not about you yes. this, you that. It's like, I feel like this. And so we've got, I hope we've got loads of people commenting <laughs> so. and lots to add to this conversation. Otherwise, you and I will be just sitting here talking till midnight. Nia, tell us what's happening. What's so we've people had lots saying? of people on the chat. It's been quite an interesting topic. And I think friendship's been on lots of people's minds and how friendships have changed over COVID. Um, Rachel says COVID's actually been a good excuse to get rid of some friends mm. and to kind of set some yeah. boundaries. Harsh, but true. Yeah. <laughs> and perhaps say no, you know, to people that she used to feel like she'd have to say yes to. Which I, is, yeah. I have to agree because um, during COVID... There's been many things, like whether it's my career, whether it's about, um, I don't know, how I'm parenting, whether it's how I'm... I've reflected and reviewed on a lot of things during lockdown. So friendships makes total sense that it's an opportunity to actually go, Having a they weren't good for me. Yeah. yeah. And then Sophie says she's definitely drifted apart from certain friends, especially at different life changes, such as children or jobs. Um... Joanna kind of asks an interesting question that you brought up, Grace. Um, she says, if you're always the one making an effort and asking friends for a coffee and they don't reciprocate, when do you kind of... Mm. And you feel like you're always the one giving, when do you kind of stop? And I think, you know, that is, that's so interesting because I think there's a difference between organisation... I am known as the super organiser. You know, if we're going to a festival, I organise it. If we're going to a party, I, you know, it's all that sort of stuff. So I organise and I'm, that's what I do. But the other side of that is giving is a different thing. So if you're always giving, you're always the one that's putting in all the effort and it's not reciprocated, then it's difficult because you think, what am I what am I getting and also I think it's when it's it's a really tricky one because people we're all so different as well aren't we so you know some people are very sympathetic other people are very empathetic some people are much more practical some I'm very much an empath and when someone's in pain or suffering or having troubles I become hypersensitized to that person I, I almost think about them all the time so I'll always send them, how are you doing? Is there anything I can do? Can I help? Not every, so I've got some friends who are really more practical. They're, they wouldn't do that. But that doesn't mean they, mm. when I'm having problems or issues, it doesn't mean they don't care and they're not thinking about me and they're not there for me. And the other part of that, which I think is really important, is friends, we're not mind readers. I mean, they say that about husbands you know you're meant to read my mind you know you're yeah. my best friend you're meant to read my mind we're not mind readers that's where the onus is on us yeah. to put our hand up and say actually I need some help mm. so you can reach out to your friend and say I'm, I'm can you help me yeah. so I think it's it, it but it is two two way and I, th I think you know the difference don't you when someone's not putting in enough of the effort or spending time with you, or is busy doing other stuff, or you, you, you sense it. Don't yeah, you? Or you see them out and with I other think, people not making an effort with you. And like, yeah. Well, yeah. I can't remember her name, but she said, when, when do you, like, no. And I think we would all have a completely different timeline. 
You know, yeah. someone would be like, well, I've asked you out now, like, I've asked you out, you know, I've asked you to go for coffee or whatever three times in the last month and you've turned down every single one of those. You obviously don't like me, so I'm going to put my effort in over here. Whereas you'll have someone else who will be doing that for four years or whatever without addressing the situation. I don't, I don't for me, yeah. I, I really like ease and easy friendships and once it becomes difficult, once it becomes arduous, once it's heartbreaking, once it's upsetting me, then that's Time not... that's dis- not distance. Yeah, that's not... A, for but, me, that's not a great friendship because real also, friends don't. But that, that's an interesting point because it comes into expectations from friends. So I've got some friends who... Um, so I've got, I've got some friends who are part of my closest, closest friendship groups. Exactly as you said, if it was three o'clock in the morning and I phoned them up, I know they would be there, right? But we have very, very busy lives. I might not speak to them for two years, even maybe three years, because we're at different stages in our lives. But you know what? It doesn't, it doesn't affect yes. me. Yeah. And also, and I love it when you do meet up, and it's as if it's you met yesterday. It's as though you've been... Yeah. It's, so that's... But there are... I've got another friend who, if she doesn't see you regularly and isn't in contact, or you can't... She's a little bit like me, super organising, organising stuff. And a lot of the times I can't... A lot of the times I can't go because I'm busy with the business yeah. or I'm travelling and all the rest of it. But she takes it very personally. personally yeah. And she feels that I'm... Not so much not putting the effort, she just takes it very personally. Yeah. She feels that... Um, it it hurts her. Yeah. So it depends on your expectation. Exactly. Whereas I don't have that expectation. Normally, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, don't bother texting me. Don't do this. Don't do this. But I need to know that you're there when I absolutely need you, and that's fine. Yeah, and also you'll be there when they really yeah, need you. Absolutely. And three years goes by, and you get back together, and it's like you're they're still a very important, and you love them. Does that make sense? Absolutely. But can I just say, like, I'm the one that everyone knows. You send Katie a text, and she won't reply. And it's not because I don't love you. It's because I look at it and go, I'll reply to that later. <laughs> and then three days have gone. I went, oh, my God, I never replied to the text. And it's nothing but, but if with the wrong friend. Yeah. It's, that, 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 she could be sitting there crying. And why does Katie like me anymore? It's not. It's just that I've literally, I was in the middle of something <laughs> when I read the text and I didn't get back to it. So, yes, that, that's why I can't be friends with people who are a bit hypersensitive like that, because I'm, I'm always going to disappoint them. <laughs> You know, talking about my teenage daughter, she has a friend exactly like the person you've just described that isn't ever outwardly horrible to her, but makes these little digs, just these little undermining digs. Mm. And when you're 16 years old, they, those little digs really build up. Yeah. And I'm, I'm talking to her about her friendship. And what I'm saying to her actually applies to any age. You know, real friends do not want to make you feel bad. Real friends do not want to upset you. Real friends don't want to leave you out. Do you know all these things that I've been saying to a teenager? Yeah. I look at myself and I go, it doesn't matter whether you're 16 or 66. Those rules to friendships apply. And if you are with someone who is making those little digs or is making you feel bad or is making you feel insecure, then they're not the right person to have in your life. Yeah, and it. I guess it's... It's hard, isn't it? Because you don't know if, if is it them or is it you? So mm-hmm. let's say a friend's not criticising you, but comments on something. 
and you take it very personally and it makes you feel bad and it makes you feel insecure or not good enough, is that on them or, or is that on you? And I guess it's a blend, mm -hmm. isn't it? There's a sort of resilience in, in a friendship. And the other thing, and I think it's the same, the, the more... The more, the closer you are to someone, the more secure and trusted is that, trusted in the friendship, that's when you can truly be yourself. You're not putting on an act. Yeah. So you get the warts and all, and you know, partner or close friends. It is that idea that, you know, you you treat your best friend or your partner as a bit of a punch bag. Yeah. Because you take it out. closest to you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think true friendship, stands the test mm -hmm. of that and what I really really believe unless you're a really unkind nasty selfish narcissistic person most of us I'm sure I've hurt many of my friends somewhere along the line I haven't been thoughtful enough or mm -hmm. but it's not intentional yeah and I think the difference is as we mature we and it's not making excuses for someone's behavior it's just showing a little bit of understanding and appreciation of where they might be in their life. And I don't think most women are malicious or nasty or out to hurt you. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you're not going to feel hurt or let down by one of your friends. Yeah. But I think that's okay as well. Yeah. Nia, what's happening? <laughs> Tell us what else. What else is happening? Um, we've got like a mix of positive and negative comments about friendship. So... Um... Catherine says, as she's got older, she's become better at creating distance. So if she feels that she's been disres disrespected by a friend, she kind of walks away. She's not prepared to kind of put up with it any longer. Diana says, COVID's actually been a chance to bond with certain friends a bit more mm. because you've got more time. You're yeah. working from home, so you can do that sneaky oh, phone call yeah. in the daytime, in between work, and call your friends. Mm. Um, Julia sounds like she's been quite ruthless. She feels quite brave. Literally anyone who's lowers her energy or makes her feel unhappy, mm. she's just not prepared to be around them anymore. Yeah, yeah I'm always talking about radiators and drains. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a good way to look at it. Are you yeah. a plumber? No. <laughs> I want to be plumber no. or something. Well, You're talking about radiators I wish and I was drains. a plumber. I wish I was. I'll save loads of money. But anyway, radiators and drains. And radiators, you yeah. know, lift you up, inspire you, yeah. you know, they inspire you with loads of positivity. You want to be around those people. Mm, yeah. And drains do the complete opposite and just sap at your energy. And just, you walk, like, if we're going to talk about the extrovert, introvert thing, you know, you're with a drain. You walk away feeling drained and you actually need to go and recharge by being by yourself. So I'm, I'm with her. Yeah, I'm with her. Get rid of those drains. If happy, then it's not worth it, is it? And also, you probably, if someone is that drain... You know, you were talking about shared values and things mm. like that. They probably don't have that shared value and um, system as you do, because otherwise you would be buoyed up by this, I don't know, yeah. gossipy conversation or whatever. I, I can't stand gossip anymore. I used to. Don't get me wrong. I used no, to I love get, it. I love know, it. Just, and now, as soon as someone starts going, you know, saying that, I'm actually like... I feel mm, exactly... I, I feel I don't exactly the same. And the sort of... The idea of gossip... I think has a role to play. I just don't like the word gossip because mm. I think how we deal with life and what life throws at us is by talking. And, you know, the role of watching soaps, the reason why they're so popular is yeah. that you mirror and you can see your life unfolding in a, in a soap. So 
that sort of gossip, I can see, mm-hmm. you know, last last week, I mean, you know, not everybody knows, but I lost my mother-in-law and it was really painful. We talked about it. We yeah. talked and talked and talked about it. So I think talking about a situation openly, transparently and honestly among your friends brings a lot of support. Yeah. So if it's positive gossip, does that make sense? Oh, but negative yeah. okay. where it's definitely got criticizing and bitching and moaning yeah. and nee, 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 is so negative. Yeah. It's just, and I think that happens more with female friendships yes. than I do male friendships. Definitely. For sure. Because um, the one thing I was going to say, I'm actually putting this on my Instagram shortly. There's this poet on Instagram and she just writes very short poetry, a few lines, but it's, it's just spoken to me. And one of the ones is, I, uh, well, I can't quote it because I don't know it well enough because I haven't learned it. I should have learned it before today. I apologise. But it was about, I love to see someone um, being raw. Yeah. That just opens up. And I think that's what we saw in each other. That yeah. we weren't skirting around anything and going, oh, and um, it's nice weather today. And because I'm not very good at chit chat. Yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. really good at is is giving you a bit of me quite quickly. And some people won't like that, but those that do, and I'm the same, if someone, if I meet mm. someone and they're open and honest and genuine, I'm immediately attracted to and them. And I think, I think on that, that note, true friendships, real friendships, you have to be real and yes. to be real. The good, the bad, and the ugly. You have to be vulnerable. Yeah. And you know what? It's so hard for all of us. We don't like being vulnerable because mm-hmm. we want to be strong and we want to be resilient. So I feel, and certainly through my life, I've learned to be really vulnerable. And you know what? It's okay. Yeah. And your friends will always be there regardless. Thank you for listening to Aging with Grace, mostly disgracefully, with me, Grace Fodor. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, leave a review, or let us know what other topics you're interested in. See below for all our social media links and make sure to follow us to stay updated. And if you'd like to be part of our live conversation next time, if you want to hear more, check out our other episodes and I'll see you very soon. 